0: What a marvelous reading, though. The thing that's so unique about it is, is here you have, in that reading, you have an encapsulation, so to speak, of the Old Testament in the New Testament. And it's not given to us by Paul, either. It's by Stephen, whom we hear very little from. Uh, But it's a marvelous reading, nonetheless. Well, in the name of Jesus Christ, who came to bring us life, but not peace, may he be with you this day. That's what he said, isn't it? Matthew chapter 10, I have not come to bring peace. And from what we just heard about Stephen from Acts, that seems more true, doesn't it? Stephen, a devout, faithful follower of Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, doesn't seem to have met a very peaceful end on account of Jesus, huh? Sometimes I think we Christians are on a kind of autopilot when it comes to thinking about peace or desiring peace or bringing peace. Peace is what we really want, isn't it? We want good things. Peace, joy, contentment, blessing. But how many of us or Christians that you know who, for example, when they send emails, you know how you put that little Bible passage at the bottom of your email, you know, who puts on there, On their email, Acts 7, verse 60. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he died. Or how many of us Christians put on our greeting cards to people one of Martin Luther's favorite Bible passages as a greeting. Psalm 116, verse 11. I said in my dismay, all men are liars. We just don't do that. Because of sin, we don't automatically behave that way. It's because, as people whose hearts have blessings or be, hearts who have been changed by the Holy Spirit, we want peacey things, blessingy things for people, right? Good things for us and all people. Because where there is peace, there is joy. Now, to illustrate this, I'm not going to go to the Bible, at least not right away, but to something more recent. Apollo 11. I know, I know. The 50th anniversary was last year. But we're still within the 50th anniversary of the whole program. So I'm going to make continuing use of this for the next several years. (laughs) You know, the Apollo program was the... uh, one of the greatest human achievements in history, right? We all know this. It was the the greatest voyage mankind had taken up to that time and remains so to this day. And if you were around at that time, you could tell that landing on the moon was the greatest thing going on. Neil Armstrong chose his words very carefully when he stepped foot on the moon. President Nixon crafted a carefully prepared message of peace and humanity and all that to be heard all over the world on TV. And the lunar lander itself had this plaque on it, which says, we came in peace for all mankind. Sure, we landed on the moon to to beat the Russians at it first, but there was nothing cynical in the message that we came in peace because... It was noble and lofty and virtuous, right? This is what you do when you're doing something really historic, right? It's kind of like right now as we go through another historic pandemic, which we didn't ask for. Nevertheless, our reaction to it is filled with higher-than-usual sentiments of hope, oneness, and gratitude for those battling this enemy virus on the front line. But now let's go back to the scriptures. Something more momentous, more significant, ultimately did happen when God walked this earth in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. That was something of eternal significance for the human race. Its implications are forever and ever and cover all things visible and invisible. So if there was ever an occasion that deserved a plaque to commemorate it, it would be when Jesus stepped foot on the earth. What might that plaque have said? I know when Jill and I were in Israel, uh, we saw lots of plaques commemorating things, you know, more than we can remember. I do remember the one that just had a rooster on it, right? Showing where Peter heard the rooster crow. But when we were in Bethlehem, I don't know, maybe I missed it, but there could have been a plaque there, or even in Nazareth, that says, here Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Israel's promised Messiah, the Lord of the universe and all that is in it, first stepped foot upon the earth, year one, his message, I did not come to bring peace on the earth. Now, do you think disciples, including Stephen, would have followed Jesus to so willingly if they'd had seen that plaque, that message? Well, sure. Because it's not like he didn't warn them, right? He told them Do not think, do not imagine, do not suppose or even assume I have come to bring peace upon the earth. Jesus is well aware of his disruptive message and mission. He had told his friends to go and do what he was doing. And what happened when Jesus was doing what he was doing? He was being watched and plotted against. Yeah, he was telling everyone the rule and the reign of God in heaven was here upon the earth. He cast out demons. He healed people. He taught people. And some conspired against him and tried to kill him. It would be the same for his followers after he'd gone into heaven. And he would caution them about this. And some, such as Stephen, would receive the ultimate of what Jesus warned about. He would receive what Jesus received. Trouble, persecution, pain, and death. The disciple is not above his master. Jesus came to announce and to establish the reign of God over all things. In a world of sin, evil, darkness, misdeed, confusion, disease, pain, violence, and death, God did something about them forever. That's why He sent Jesus. It would be the end of the world. It would be the end of the way things are. With God, see, your old ways are gone. And a new way of living and seeing life emerges. This was and is good news for some. For many, it was bad news. For many, it meant giving up what they loved in their heart. It meant giving up the idols they worshipped, whether that meant actual statues of gods or something else. Giving up sleeping around with multiple people. Giving up drunkenness. Lording authority over others, giving up oppressing people, scamming them out of their wages, abusing people, thievery and murder. Some people rejected Jesus because they loved themselves and their old ways. So, the man God had sent was crucified. He died as the king of the Jews, claiming to be the son of God and also God himself. But he was raised from the dead and went up into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. As he had commanded his disciples to make all disciples of all nations, he commands us to do the same. And that's what the Christian church has been doing ever since. And that's why I'm here and you're listening and watching on your computer or your cell phone. Let me just finish this up with Stephen here. You know, he may have been the first to be killed on account of Jesus and his message, but he wouldn't be the last. Many thousands, if not tens of thousands, have followed where Stephen has been. But remember, Jesus said, Don't even imagine there will be peace on earth. There will be trouble. Confusion, pain, persecution, and division. And some of us may have already experienced that. That Jesus didn't bring peace is not the good news. The good news is everyone who endures to the end will be saved. Kind of like this service right now. Everyone who endures <laughs> online will be saved. Well, what is the end, you may ask? The end of my individual life, you say? Yes. Whatever and whatever that may be, whether at the hand of another, a virus, An inherited disease, a war, a flood, a fire, or just in your sleep when your heart stops. You've endured to the end. Stephen endured to his end and noticed noticed that he was received by Jesus and even saw him. And he lives forever. Jesus endured in his message and his mission. He was crucified, but God raised him from the dead. And what God did for Jesus, he will do for you and me. And all people who believe Jesus, that he is who he says he is, that he did the things he says he did, and trust in the promises yet to be fulfilled. When Jesus was born into this world, there wasn't peace. The Roman Empire had their version of peace, but Jesus didn't come to overthrow the Roman Empire and bring some new kind of peace across Judea. He came to stir things up. And he knew all along not all people would believe him. And that would cause disruption in families and governments. Nevertheless, the one who does believe and endures the disruptions lives forever with God. When Jesus returns, there will be true and lasting peace forever in his name and under his rule for you and me and all his people who endured the strife of this world. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.